Well, hey, good morning and welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Paul. I'm the teaching pastor for the Marion campus. This past Sunday, we finished up the Ecclesiastes series and um, frankly, from a teaching perspective, a bit of a sigh of relief. Um, I felt like every single week it was uh, me sitting down and saying, well, I don't really know what to do with this. Um, And I'm a little bit bummed because at the same time, um, after wrestling through the text and and pleading with the Lord, uh, it was always so convicting to me personally and so good for my own soul to be challenged uh, by what the author had to say. And um, I really love uh, what the author um, is. He sort of summarizes the teachings of the preacher. I love what he says uh, in verse nine. He says, not only was the teacher wise, this is chapter 12, but he also imparted knowledge to the people. He pondered and searched out and set out in order many proverbs. The teacher searched to find just the right words and what he wrote was upright and true. Um, and so just being reminded of of how these um, words for us throughout the series have been true. Of course, it's the word of God. Every word of God is true. The, the Bible is true. The Bible is faithful. And in verse 11, he tells us that these words have been given by the shepherd. And, uh, you know, just this point um, that these words are divinely inspired. And um, yeah, for me, that was just a, a good, fantastic conclusion uh, to this series. Um, but we really ended up focusing uh, in verses one through eight. What we see is the preacher give this really depressing uh, illustration in a sense of old age. He uses this very uh, imaginative language to describe what it is like uh, when we get old, uh, when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop, talking about hands you know, trembling and, and knees bowing, when the uh, grinders cease because they're few, uh, when the doors on the street are closed and the sound of grinding, grinding fades, you know, talking about um, eyesight, vision, all these different things to, to give us a vision of old age. Um, and I started asking, okay, why such a depressing view of getting old? Um, and it, it brought back very vivid memories for me. Uh, when I was getting into ministry, I had to uh, supplement income. And so I worked at an assisted living facility. And uh, one of my favorite things about that job, and there were many not so favorite things about that job, I was a nurse's aide. And so, you know, showers and, and uh, getting people dressed for the day and, and all of the things that come with that. Um, but one of my favorite things was getting to know these, these people's stories. And I remember one guy in particular, uh, on his dresser, he had a picture of this young man who was him, uh, in World War II. And he was a fighter pilot in World War II behind him. Uh, he's, you know, standing, strapping, strong, smiling behind him is a fleet of Nazi destroying airplanes. You know, uh, he was a fighter pilot, which is just cool. And, um, you know, I see this picture. It's just amazing. And I, I look in the bed and it's rough and um, sad and, you know, can't see, can hardly hear. I had to lift him up with basically a crane. You know, it, it just, we're all getting there. That's the point of, of the preacher to say, hey, remember that that's going to be you someday unless something else happens where your life is cut short. And as he's, as he's giving this vivid picture of, of what's to come for all of us, he, he places it within the context of verse one that says, remember your creator in the days of your, of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. And then he goes into this description of old age. And so then you sort of have this like, hey, this is coming. So so while you're still young, and I think we can be a little bit liberal with the definition of young. I don't think he means middle school, high school, college alone. I certainly could, but but I think it's basically before the time you reach to this, this other age, um, 
remember your creator. And, and, and then the, the author um, sort of closes things up with verses 13 and, and 14. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. And so, you know, I try to zoom out and, and ask myself, okay, what's the point of all of this? And, and I think what we need to do is take on much more of a steward mentality than an owner mentality with our life. You see, what happens when we're an owner is we think we have the authority to take control, to call the shots, to do what we want to do. And what happens is uh, sin oftentimes takes over in those instances and we search out hedonism or existentialism, as we saw in chapter two, for example. Or we, uh, as we looked at last week in politics, we say, you know, our, our, my primary identity is in, is in my nation and in my um, political party, when, when in reality, if we are in Christ, our primary identity is in is in Him, and, and all of these other things are secondary. And so, all that to say, we ended up really talking through. Hey, if you want to live a full life in an empty world, understand that every breath you're given, every resource you're given, your time, your talents, your treasure, you are a steward of those for a short amount of time. One day, we're all going to be in the position of verses two through eight or our life's gonna be cut even shorter. And so if we take on a steward mentality, what we end up doing is saying, what do I, instead of saying, what do I wanna do? We, we ask God, what do you wanna do through me? We ask questions like, God, how do you wanna spend your money this year? Versus God, how am I, uh, how am I gonna spend my money this year? We, we ask um, God, how do you wanna use your time um, that you've given me this year to steward? Instead of, um, I don't have time for that. You know, we, we take on just an entirely different mindset. And uh, I think that profoundly changes the way in which we live. If we understand every single thing, every breath, every dollar, every talent, every blessing is God's, we understand, hey, my purpose in all of this is ultimately to point it to Jesus, to say, God, redeem the breath in my lungs, redeem the talents that you've given me, redeem the treasure that you've made me a steward over. Everything is stewardship. And I think that's how we begin and really walk in the fear of God, the obeying of his commands and living a life that, that matters. Um, and so that's really what we ended up talking about uh, on Sunday and focusing on. And so this morning, if you feel like, hey, you know what, maybe I've had an ownership mentality versus a stewardship mentality. I just want to encourage you to repent of that and um, to go to Jesus and say, you know, Jesus, forgive me for how I've tried to own my life. Forgive me maybe for how I've thought my plan for my life was better than your plan. And, um, and really step into that. And what's so amazing about the gospel is Jesus is always right there to say, I do forgive you. And I'm going to give you more opportunities uh, to, to really live in and live out the life that I've called you uh, toward through repentance and faith. And so uh, I do want to give us some time this morning to repent and uh, to praise Jesus uh, that he makes us stewards. Um, and what a blessing that is, uh, that he doesn't just save us, which is enough, of course. It's more than enough. It's more than we deserve to be saved. But then he says, no, I'm actually going to use you. I want to work through you. I mean, come on. That's incredible. So all that being said, uh, let's spend some time in prayer. I'm going to pray for us first. I want you to pray uh, to close. And I do want to say thanks so much for joining us on the Drivecast. I do hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Father, um, I just I want to praise you first that you make us um, 
You make us your own. You make us sons. You make us daughters through faith in Christ. Our sins are as far as the east is from the west. We are new creations in Christ. Praise you. Uh, we thank you for that. And God, I ask um, I ask for your forgiveness uh, for so many areas in my life where I've, I've acted like an owner uh, versus a steward. And so God, would you um, work in my heart to say, God, how do you want to use today? God, how do you want to use uh, the resources you've given me? God, how do you want to use the talents? How do you want to, how do you want to do anything? God, it's yours. I am a steward. And so would we get counsel from your word on what that looks like? Would we get counsel from godly believers on what that looks like? Would you place us into context communities? Would you immerse us in your word so that we have clarity on what being stewards of all of these gifts that you've given us actually looks like? Make us faithful followers of you by the power of your spirit. Glorify yourself in our midst. We need you. We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.